Welcome back to Under the Teen Influence, the show where we give advice to teens based on our past experiences. My name is Liz and I'll be your host today. With me, I have Yasmin, Leslie, and Ginny, and we're the prevention team from NCDD San Fernando Valley. Today, we're going to be talking about Pride, Father's Day, and men's mental health. So let's get to it. All right, so let's start off with Pride. Let's uh, have Ginny share about an upcoming event that's actually going to happen here um, in the next week. So yeah, this Saturday, we're going to be attending the San Fernando Valley Pride event. It's on June 24th on Van Nuys and Sherman Way. The march is going to be starting at 12, and then the block party will be at 1 at the Van Nuys Civic Center, uh, where it's going to have some drag performances, food, music, art, poetry, going to be a lot of fun we will be tabling there so please come visit our table uh we will be giving away some free goodies so as jenny had mentioned yes our pride event is going to be happening on june 24th we will be there tabling so please stop by and join us but let's actually go back in time a little bit and talk about father's day just because it did happen last week um whether you have an actual father figure whether it's your actual father or just someone that takes on that figure in your life. I want to start off by asking, who is your father figure? My actual father. <laughs> your actual father. Same. My actual father. Nice. <laughs> That's nice, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not trying to get negative here, y'all. But, but it's also realistic. I, um, so for yeah. any of you out there who are listening, I am, uh, for those who, you know, don't have a father figure, you know, you're not alone. Um, and for those of you who see as um, their mother or somebody else as their father figure, I totally feel you. Um, I personally do not have anybody in my life that I even see as a father figure. Um, but my mom's my dad. So that's, I think, as good as it's going to get. But I'm not mad at that. I love my mom. She drives me nuts. She does play a big role as a dad and a mom in both uh, times in my life that I've needed a dad. She's definitely stepped in. So shout out to my mom. <laughs> But going off of that too, guys, because I don't want to, you know, make this sound so negative. <laughs> What's the best advice that um, your guys' dads have uh, given you? I don't know if my dad has ever really given me, like, advice per se. He has a lot of, like, sayings and, like, um, you know, point, points at the direction that we should be going towards. But, like, advice, like. I'm trying to think of like a specific sentence. Like where you said. go and ask him something. Oh no, like, I can't. Yeah, ask him for you advice. can't ask no, him for advice. No, no, he's but very. It's like, he's subconsciously yeah. giving you advice or something like that. Okay, I could see that. Although I do like even now, like as a as I'm as I'm older, I still go to him whenever I have a question about anything. Yeah, but it's mainly just to talk. I like to just talk with my parents actually. Hmm. I like that. I talk to my mom too. I get more advice from her now than I did when I was a. Younger. When I was a kid, yeah. I feel like she did give me great advice, though. So as a kid, I just didn't really appreciate it until as I'm older. Like, now I'm like, oh, yeah, like, that advice definitely would have worked <laughs> in these certain <laughs> scenarios. But, yeah. Anybody else have um, advice from your parents? For me, it's not like I intentionally went seeking for it, but it has. I have come across that conversation with my dad where he's, like, always ensure that you are able to depend on yourself never depend on anyone else so for me it's not like I actually went intentionally looking for advice it's just more like we had that conversation it just happened out about but it was more like oh just you know always be self-efficient not depend on anyone else like yes you'll you can count on people but don't rely on that because people are gonna flake here and there and you're you are yourself you should only depend on yourself if necessary like you you have your own back as well as family, but 
most importantly, you have yourself type of thing. Um, I think the best advice I've ever gotten from my dad was this sentence, and I'm actually planning to get it tattooed somewhere. Um, I already have it written out in his handwriting. It's because he would always tell me this so many times. Um, it basically says, no tengas miedo, which translates oh. to don't have fear or don't be afraid. Um, he told me that like since... I, since as long as I can remember, just because I would always go to him and I, like whenever I was scared of like certain situations, the most occurrent memory that I remember of him telling me that is when I was going to go to college. And I at that time, I was still going to go um, off like I was going to live off. I'm an, on campus, not live with my parents anymore. And I was just like venting to him on the way to going to campus. I was like, what if I can't do it? What if like, um, like I don't succeed? And he was just like, no tengas miedo. He's like, you're able to do it. Um, like don't have fear of anything like and then i'm going to come across again with the i just recently learned this too is that saying that you're never ready so he had always been telling me that too and now it's like now it finally sinks in that yeah you're truly never ready for anything which thus comes don't be afraid to do something you're really passionate about don't be afraid to like live your life so yeah that's something i'm really truly grateful with my dad always telling me and yeah i'm planning to get it permanently on my body someday <laughs> i have yet to do that so yeah <laughs> Oh, I thought of a piece of advice my daddy used to say. Ponte las pilas. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I which think is the most which Hispanic is... houses. I think I've said my mom has said it, but I don't even think it was, like, in a, like, a nice way. It was, like, she's mad at me. Yeah, like, 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 let's go. Yeah, let's, let's go. go. Let's get it. Like, yeah. Get it together. Yeah. I've heard that one many times. That one I've heard multiple times. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, going off of again, talking about fathers, do you guys have, well, no, besides advice, um, any like habits that you've picked up from your father by any chance? Like something that maybe he does and like you just realize, oh my God, I'm starting to do that too. I'm becoming my dad, like ew. But you know, <laughs> like sometimes some of us fear becoming our father or some of us have like I don't know, something from their dad that you guys think you've picked up from? My mom think? says that I got his temper and I see it. Oh, I, I hate it. Temper. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So. No. <laughs> yeah. No. My mom says I used to not, like, my dad was not patient. She said that you, that I didn't have any form of patience mm. back then, like, whatsoever. And she says that now that I've been more patient, which is great. So that's like a habit I'm taking away from myself that my dad had, but she said that I, I'm getting better at it, at least being a little more patient with people. Cause back then, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't have patience for anything or anyone. So, and that's a habit that my dad had, unfortunately. Did anyone else have? I think for me, it's being like quiet and reserved. Cause like I've observed like my dad, obviously when he's with, with his friends and stuff, he's still kind of like the odd man out, mm -hmm. or at least that's how I see him. And I feel like I feel the same way that he does. So. You know, I, I think that maybe, but maybe just because I'm used to it, like I see it reflected in my parents. And then I also act the same way when, you know, when out with others. So yeah, maybe that. For me, my dad could do this weird trick with his eyes and I realized I can do it too. And I'm the only one in our family who can do it. <laughs> A weird What's trick, trick with your eyes. I mean, unfortunately, we can't show our podcast <laughs> listeners. Pretty much but... your one eye is looking forward and the other eye is looking across. Like, it's so like so being cross-eyed? Yeah, like cross But no, when you're being cross-eyed, you're like, both eyes are looking like in the yeah. center. But yeah. one is straight going across and the other one's like straight to like the side. Like a, like a, a stick of I don't 
know, but like you have to see it to see it. But I, I have After a vague this memory. Podcast, we're gonna ask Leslie to show us her eyes. I have this vague memory this of trick. him like playing gas in the car when I was younger, and he would come into the window and he would do that face to me. And next thing you know, I did it back to him. So yeah, that's oh, wow. something I picked that's up. Interesting, huh? That's definitely a weird quirk. <laughs> that is a weird quirk. That's cool though. Quirk. What is the best Father's Day memory you guys have with your father figure? For me, it's a lot of our <laughs> Disneyland trips from Aww. when we were really younger. Mm -hmm. I have really good memories. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I have oh, wait, wait, dad. Wait, wait, wait. And he would always record some, like, this is the 90s. Oh, like, he had those giant camcorders that were, like, about. the size of, <laughs> huge. He would take that everywhere. So that's, like, I always remember him recording us. That's cute. I have similar-ish like my dad, we, oh, he wasn't in my life for very long, but the times that I did have him, he loved taking us out. And I think that's probably one of my favorite things that I remember from him is that we were never home. Like there was always a reason to go out. Like you, you guys did Disneyland, we did Disneyland, Knott's Berry Farm, Legoland, like SeaWorld. I do not condone, by the way, now that I'm <laughs> Um, But, you know, I had no choice when I was a kid, like the movie theater, like mini golf. Like I just remember us going everywhere because he really enjoyed being out and just doing things like camping, the beach. It was like a constant every weekend. Like there was always something to do. So that's something that I'm grateful to my dad for because it was like a lot of fun. Um, and my mom wasn't, you know, able to drive or anything at the time. So it was really all up to my dad to make sure that like we always had something to do. So definitely remember those memories. Those That was cool. Um, I feel like I feel like all Father's Days that I remember were really good, but the one I'm thinking about recently is the one actually last year. I just got him this shirt that just said, El mejor papá del mundo, and it was in Spanish, so obviously he was able to read it. And he just was like, like proud, like showing it off everywhere. He was like, oh, take a picture with me on it so I can post it. So I don't know, like that, something as simple as that, it made him happy. Yeah, that's like a nice memory I have. Nice. Unfortunately, I didn't go to like amusement parks or like Disneyland, Legoland or anything until I was like 12, 15. Uh, my dad worked a lot when we were little. So he worked Monday through Saturday and Sundays he would obviously, um, you know, use that as rest. But when he actually had the energy, we would go to the park or we'd go to the movies. And even now he like would apologize. Like, I'm so sorry you guys didn't have a childhood because you guys didn't we didn't take you to Disneyland or we didn't take you to like all these other places and I was like it's okay like that's why I'm working now so I could take you because like his first time to Disneyland was when me and my sister bought his ticket and we took him and oh, yeah we like we like healed his inner child and oh my god I'm getting emotional oh, <laughs> that's beautiful um, look at that I love that yeah. well that's nice it beats my dad <laughs> um, <laughs> um <laughs> ha um <laughs> But that's awesome. I, I I love that. That's that's great. That's cute. I love those stories. So I don't I feel have like I'm many childhood memories, but I'm creating memories now. So and that's what matters. Yeah, that is what matters. You make memories. Yeah. yeah. That's actually a good bridge into our next topic of men's mental health. Because I think taking your dad back to like these places that he didn't get to enjoy when he was younger, like yeah. you're you're healing his yeah, inner child. He's so happy. Um, <laughs> So I just want to ask, do you guys believe men's mental health is important? Yep, yes. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, right? Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Totally agree. But how often do you hear men talking about their mental health? You? Um, back then, not much. But as I got older with the current friends I have, they do talk about their mental health a little more. 
Um, that's just my personal experience. I mean, they're not like perfect at it, um, but I can see there's a few more people that I know now that are men who do practice um, mental health. Um, just going based off of that, you know, since we're talking about mental health and the people that I know, how many of you have the dad who was the machismo in their life or anybody that you knew that was a machismo? And if y'all are listening, you don't know who a machismo is. It's like a Spanish word for be like, a man, be a man. Basically. Yeah. Like be a man. Like I'm the, the man, man of the house. house. Men don't I'm, cry. Yeah. Men don't we work and, you know, women stay home, which obviously that times have changed. That's not how it is. Well, I mean, for certain cultures, it's probably still is. I'm not shaming that whatsoever. It's just, that's how we saw it, at least in like Latino culture. That's kind of like what we claim it as because a lot of the times that's how it was. That's how it was for me, at least like uh, growing up, my, my mom wasn't allowed to work or do anything without my dad. So that sucked. Thankfully now she does work and she's living her best life (laughs) now. She doesn't need a man. Yeah, she doesn't need a man. (laughs) So I'm very happy for her. But yeah, do you guys have that in your life with your dads? Yeah. I did growing up. Um, I feel that now my dad has softened up a lot. So he his machismo is now like kind of like not a thing anymore, especially now that uh, he has his first grandchild and he's doing the utmost he can for her. So now he's like talking about his feelings and just being there and showing up for us now. So I feel like I'm I'm grateful that his machismo no longer plays a factor in, you know, our lives because that sucked. Growing up, he was so strict. He wouldn't let us do anything like paint our nails or cut our hair or anything like that. So yeah, I'm just happy that he's now talking about his feelings. And it's good to know because obviously all those years where he couldn't talk about his mental health, I'm glad that now he's able to express himself, at least if it's like little by little. So yeah. that that's how it is for me. <laughs> that's actually really nice. That's great. I love that. Liz, you had something to add? Sorry, it might have before, cut you off. <laughs> before Yasmin cut you off. No, she didn't cut me off. Oh. No, I don't. Oh, I thought you had something to add. No, I just, I said yes. No. Um, but I do think um, that, like, machismo has a lot to do with their mental health, right? And I feel like my own dad has has kind of changed the same way. And it's funny that you said that now your dad is a, is, he's a, he's a grandpa. Not my kid. I don't have a kid. <laughs> no, but your dad is a grandpa. <laughs> yeah. and, and there's a saying that, like, dads treat their grandchildren better because I think he at that does. point, they, they've learned, you know, they, they, they obviously raise their own children and, you know, they raise them in certain yeah. ways. But also, like, the yeah. times have changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I also think that does have a lot to do with mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, they come from like a very strong Latino background where it's like they still can't they don't recognize what they're doing yeah. is like machista sometimes. Yeah, that's true. No, I yeah. agree. I feel like since yeah. yeah, they're not aware of it either. Like, I don't think they understand that it's not healthy. Yeah, I think they it's just think they, it's a norm. All they know. It's, yeah, it's all they know. It's a norm was probably passed down to them from like their parents. So I think it was also sense. sorry, I don't mean to figure out. Oh, no, it was also because my dad lost his dad when he was only 10 and my dad was the oldest. So he had to take on that mm, role, yeah. that father yeah. figure role very, very early on. He was the I don't even know how he graduated high school. He was he graduated high school and he was still like providing for the family. So I feel like once again he didn't have anyone else to rely on to talk about mm-hmm. his health too so i feel like family background also has to play a lot in like machismo and their mental health so yeah it does sucks. <laughs> it does suck yeah but i think it's really important that like now like obviously we know these things 
is that we take our fathers, any men in our life, and teach them about oh, yeah. self-care, <laughs> self-love, what to do when you're feeling down. Yes, mm-hmm. let's talk about your feelings if you're feeling upset. Like, let's talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I think that's something I practice. Like with my boyfriend, I'm always telling him, like, you know, it's okay. You can share how you feel. We don't. We're not gonna judge you, judge you, or, or, or yeah. do anything like or that. Or think you're like it's a weakness. No, or I yeah. think I want you to tell me about yeah. these mm-hmm. things. I want you to be able to express yourself. Yeah, like open conversation and stuff. Yeah, I mean, actually, kind of speaking off of this, um, I feel like this is really important to talk about too. Do you guys think that men's mental health is kind of like one of the leading causes that there is substance use among men? Do you think? Probably. Possibly. Just because they don't have, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. It's because they don't have any other way to cope with their feelings or mm-hmm. their stress. That's what they tend to gear towards. I think it's that they just don't know how to deal with their feelings. So they turn to alcohol mm-hmm. or drugs sometimes. Yeah, that's true. I definitely would understand that. Just, you know, giving some background onto why I didn't talk much about <laughs> my father is because um, he geared uh, towards substance use in order to cope with a lot of his feelings. And as I got older, I used to really judge my father because he did a lot of drugs and he was an alcoholic. Um, And now that I look back, I mean, I used to say, you know, I hate him. You know, most of us teens, right, when we were young, we like, I hate my dad because he didn't let me do this and do that. And I used to just hate him because of the choices he made. But um, (laughs) and this is me as a kid, but like as an adult now, like speaking truthfully, I don't blame him as much um, as I used to because I used to think that like, you know, oh, like he's just choosing this. But as I got older, I learned that my father didn't really, you know, not to get dark here, guys, but he didn't want to be a dad. And I feel like because he didn't know how to be a dad and, you know, how we're talking about, you know, we're never ready for anything. My Mm -hmm. dad really wasn't ready to be a dad. And that kind of led him to start drinking, unfortunately, um, because he just didn't want to be a father figure, not because he was bad with kids or anything. He just genuinely would, didn't want to be a father. He didn't see that in his future. And, um, you know, my mom, you know, forced him to have kids and that led him starting, you know, his, well, he was already previously an addict, but he stopped and for my mom. And then he started again because he had kids and it was just overwhelming for him. You know, he didn't really have anyone to talk to. So I learned over time that as much as it was wrong for the way he was at the same time, it really makes me think about why men should really talk about how they feel and not bottle it up or, you know, maybe go to therapy or just have someone to talk to because sometimes they feel this pressure of being the man of the house, you know, or they feel the pressure of like, oh, I have to provide for my family or the pressure of, oh, I can't cry. I can't do this. So instead of using proper like coping mechanisms, they decide to use drugs or alcohol to like fix their issues. And obviously that's not the answer. So honestly, I feel like with men's mental health, it should be a lot more um, like it should just be talked about more and it should be supported more because, you know, as as women, you know, we're very emotional. You know, we we talk about our feelings all the time. You know, we're more open to it. We we desire it more. We probably feel better when we talk about our feelings. But for men, I feel like it's unfortunate that maybe they think they can't talk about their feelings, which they should. They have every right to. They should be open more. So that's why I feel like this is super important, especially us in prevention. You know, we're trying to prevent people from wanting to use substances. So if us talking about men's mental health helps people, that's something that I feel like we should really feel strongly about. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that men's mental health is important and we should 
really support it and let the men in our lives, you know, be open to talk and give them a space to be heard because sometimes maybe they might feel they don't have the space to be heard because we obviously do not want them to lead to substance use. Not saying everyone just does that as a coping, but that's just an example of based off like my father is because he had a lot of mental health issues. So he geared towards um, using drugs and alcohol as a way to cope. I mean, now we, I unfortunately do not have a relationship with my dad, but from what I hear, you know, he's going to AA and I hear that he's in rehab again. So that's a way, honestly, in my opinion, a way for him to work on his mental health because he's choosing to go in order to, you know, be better as like an individual. But, um, you know, speaking off of that, you know, <laughs> that dark story I had, sorry for anyone who's listening or if anyone out there feels the way I feel in the sense of like, oh, maybe, you know, they have a father figure who drinks. Don't also think that because, you know, they drink, you know, you're going to do the same thing. It's not like that. There's other coping skills that you can do, alternative activities that you can do to prevent um, yourselves from wanting to use. But um, since I was saying that men's mental health is not talked about as much, do you think self-care is geared more towards women then? Or yeah. do you think that, yeah, yeah, like it's known, right? Like usually online I see that. Oh, self-care. And the first things I see when there's like a checklist or a list, it's always like, get your nails done. Spa day. <laughs> Spa day. Or go do something like a wine night Shop with your girls. Not and yeah, that, but I feel like at least my whatever I follow, I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of the TikToks just show women taking a self-care day. I've never seen a TikTok where it's a man like, yeah. I'm going to go play video games. I'm not trying to stereotype or yeah. I'm going to go hang out with the boys. It's like, no, it's just mm -hmm. I just see women doing it. So yeah, you know, just you're not wrong. Yeah. No, my man, he actually does spa days, you know? I love that about him, <laughs> and he does practice. That's his little baby form of his mental health. Like, he gives himself spa days. Like, we go get petties together. Um, we go get facials together. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> we, get, we get facials together. And honestly, I think I really appreciate that about someone because it makes me see that, like, you know, they don't fear, they don't feel like um, that much machismo thought of like, oh, I can't go get my nails done because I'm a dude, you know, like, mm -hmm. no, like, if you want to have good hygiene, <laughs> go get your nails done, sir, like, you know, so I feel like that's his form of self-care. He loves getting facials. Men like, can go shopping, too. It's yeah, not just a yeah, woman It's thing. not just a woman thing. I agree. But yeah, I do see that a lot online is like the self-care. <laughs> Yeah, the what? Shopping. Shopping. Oh, yeah, you know. I think they're... I've met some men that enjoy shopping. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has to be a store they like. Like when my oh, boyfriend yeah, feels down, I'm like, let's go to Aria. Oh my, oh my god! god. Like. Like. <laughs> you know what? I don't make him go with me to Marshalls, where I love to shop. What about no. Target dates? He does like. Oh, Target okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm like, what guy doesn't Target. like Target? I was <laughs> like, who doesn't? Just what? Who in general doesn't like Target? But yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. REI. <laughs> I love that story though. It's a good story. <laughs> I don't I, I do agree with him. But yeah. All right. So I think we've discussed everything we have to discuss. Yeah, we did. I enjoyed today's topic. For those of you who are listening, if you are anybody who practices self-care, I say spread the word. It can be anybody. Doesn't have to be a girl, doesn't have to be anybody, just do it. It's important. Um, take care of your mental health. Take care of your mental health, yes. Enjoy this Pride Month. Enjoy Pride Month. Enjoy, I hope you enjoyed your Father's Day. And honestly, every day should be men mental health. Remind all the men in your life to practice mental health. Talk about this. Talk about Start them young. Start them young. Start yes. Them young. Tell yes. them that it's okay to cry. <laughs> yes, definitely. But yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next month.
Bye, Bye. Bye everyone. Bye.